I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate Shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by Fox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin. Stefan Gilmore go to the Patriots. Now they let Mike Gillisley go to the Patriots. Are they now just the farm club within their own division? Greg. He's one of these leading women. It's like, that's not Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Anderson. It's some girl that I would see at the Circle K. That's kind of Alshon Jeffrey. And Ryan. There is absolutely no reason why O.J. Howard should be drafted before Cameron Great. What's up, Skull King Nation? This is Greg Talcott back again here on Saturday. No show yesterday as I was rather exhausted when I got home from work and I would have been absolutely useless. So I figured I'd wait till today and uh, go ahead and review the two remaining teams that we have in the AFC and NFC North, uh, that being the Minnesota Vikings and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, why don't we go ahead and start uh, today with Minnesota, who was 8-8 eight eight last year. I have them at nine and seven this year uh, I could see them doing better than that if they have truly solved uh, you know the weakness that they had uh, last year in the running game uh, they drafted Dalvin Cook uh, they signed Latavius Murray uh, both of these guys are better options than they had last year with uh, with McKinnon uh, when when Peterson ended up going down and, and being non-existent in their offense so uh, I think a lot is riding obviously on Dalvin Cook he's one of those guys that I think is in uh, one of the best positions um, to to win Rookie of the Year uh, this year, I think right now you know your running backs have the best chance. Whether it's Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, uh, Leonard Fournette, I think those are all guys that are, are going to be in there in the mix. Um, you know this year to to have huge impacts on these teams and good production uh, for fantasy owners. So uh, I think the Vikings can contend for a wild card spot this season, uh, but they're not going to be able to win that division unless Aaron Rodgers goes down with some kind of season-ending injury. They're just simply not good enough to beat the Packers. Um, Bradford last year realistically had a great season. Uh, TD to interception ratio four to one, um, you know, completed nearly 72% of his passes. He had absolutely no running game. So if there's a running game this year, I think that he improves on those stats. I see you, uh, him pushing up to maybe 4,200 yards and 25 touchdowns this year. Maybe he has somewhere around seven or eight interceptions. Um, so better production, making him a situational starter. Um, if you are in a position where you have to pick somebody up off of a waiver wire, but I don't think he's a draftable quarterback. Uh, still uh, in fantasy football, but you know certainly somebody to be watching on the waiver wire, and I think his production will be better this year. Um, I think the uh, Vikings certainly do have uh, two wide receivers worth drafting, um, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Uh, I think you see both of them have uh, even stronger production this year, both being beneficiaries of that better running game. So both of them look to me uh, like candidates to to break a thousand yards. Um, I think in particular Stephon Diggs benefits the most. Most, um, with defenses not being able to sit on the pass, uh, I think his explosiveness opens.
opens up a little bit more and he gets more production out of this, roughly the same amount of targets that he had last year. Uh, so I would see them both going uh, somewhere in the 80 reception, 1,000-yard, uh, kind of you know six-touchdown range um, or so uh, this year. Another big um, player for fantasy owners this year who is a legitimate um, number one tight end, and that is Kyle Rudolph. Go Domers. All right, way to go. Proud uh, tradition of tight ends uh, coming out of Notre Dame. And Kyle Rudolph basically uh, doubled his, his career best last year and has really strong chemistry uh, with Sam Bradford. And so I would see him putting up similar production uh, to what he did last year. Uh, you know, with the Vikings. So I think you're looking somewhere in that, you know, 80 reception, you know, give or take 800 yards, you know, and around seven touchdowns or more uh, this year, which makes him, at least in my mind, a legitimate uh, number one tight end there at the, at the bottom end of uh, that group. Uh, moving on, let's talk a little bit about the Steelers. I have them as the number two team in the AFC. I have them going 12-4. and four. Uh, this year, a lot of that subject to the uh, health of one Big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, but assuming he is healthy and they don't suffer any other injuries, which you know seems to be a major issue in Pittsburgh, uh, basically each and every year. Um, if they can stay healthy, I think they are the most legitimate threat uh, to New England in the AFC. Otherwise, I don't know that there is a legitimate threat. Uh, to New England in the AFC. Uh, Roethlisberger is certainly a top 10 quarterback, um, you know, in, in fantasy football. Uh, I think last year was underwhelming. Uh, he did battle some injuries. He had his typical inconsistent performances where he has five touchdowns one week and zero touchdowns next. And when you're a fantasy owner, you know, that is, um, that's absolutely a killer. Um, week to week when you can have a guy lay an absolute goose egg like that. Uh, so it is kind of the cost that you pay uh, for owning Roethlisberger, that and the fact that he just simply does get banged up a lot each year. But I think his numbers will improve. Last year he was below 4,000 yards. He was below 30 touchdowns. I don't think that's the case this year. I see him 4,200 yards plus. I do see him over 32 touchdowns, let's say, uh, this year. And those numbers could even be better. I mean, I think he is going to benefit a lot from the return of Martavis Bryant, assuming he doesn't do anything else stupid to take him off the field. You know, what he did back in 2015 added a, a real threat to that Steeler um, offense. And if he comes back and if he's able to build on what he did do in 2015, I'm talking about Martavis Bryant, and become somebody who's going to top 1,000 yards this season, um, and maybe in that you know 8 to 10 touchdown range, uh, then I think you know Roethlisberger's numbers could be uh, even higher. I do see uh, Martavis Bryant is a guy who I would go into this draft targeting for maybe my number three wide receiver, understanding I'm taking risk in doing so, but I think he has that production uh, in the bag if he stays on the field and the potential to, by year end, be a legitimate number two wide receiver just like he is uh, for the Steelers. Uh, of course, the two best players on the Steelers when it comes to fantasy football and uh, two of the top three picks in pretty much every draft are going to be uh, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Uh, Le'Veon Bell being there the whole season this year, so you should only look for more production. He's in another contract season, so he's you know perpetually having to produce at a high level uh, to keep that salary number up. So one of the benefits of him being stuck on the tag. So I think he produces at least the same numbers, if not a little bit better, because he is playing a full season um, this year. Uh, Antonio Brown. Best wide receiver in the league. Don't see how you can take anybody above him. I would not take Odell Beckham uh, Jr. above Antonio Brown. I think 
Beckham certainly is going to produce big numbers, but there's a lot of balls to be spread around, um, you know, in New York with the addition of Brandon Marshall. Um, and so I think Beckham could see his production slide a little bit as a result of that. Um, obviously, Marshall's going to you know, gobble up what little bit was coming from Victor Cruz. Uh, Sterling Shepard's still there. So I think Antonio Brown remains uh, the number one wide receiver in football as far as opportunities and what he does with those opportunities. So if you got a top three pick, you're going to land one of these guys, um, you know, or David Johnson if one of these guys ended up going um, number one. Uh, Steelers do not have what I see as a viable uh, tight end from fantasy purposes to start the season, though I think Jesse James has the potential uh, to, to lift himself up to be a, a legitimate tight end number two if he can produce in this season like he did in the first half of last season. Problem is, last season he ended up disappearing in the second half, didn't find the end zone after week five. Uh, but if you looked at the progression he had made kind of year one to year two, it was dramatic, it was on the right course, and then it kind of came to a screeching halt. Like I said, the guy disappeared. So if he can build on that um, and, and get to that 50 plus, you know, maybe 60 reception mark, I think that might be a stretch, but 50, 55 receptions, uh, 500 plus yards, you know, maybe somewhere in that seven touchdown range, then I think you start looking at him as a guy who could be a spot starter or, you know, a, a tight end number two by the end of the season. Certainly not a draftable guy. Um, both the Vikings and the Steelers have defenses that you can use each and every week. Um, I think the Steelers' defense just tends to get drafted, um, at least in leagues I'm in, um, because of their, you know, reputation historically. Uh, but they're both good defenses, depending on, you know, what the matchup is in a given week. They're certainly uh, excellent starts. Um, you know, so, you know, you're Minnesota and you're, you're going against Beaker and the Bears, uh, you know, or you're Pittsburgh and you're getting a tee off on um, Cleveland in a given week. You know, those are always really juicy matchups that fantasy owners like to play. Um, so keep those uh, spots in mind as well. Uh, with that, that is going to conclude uh, my overview of the AFC and the NFC North. Uh, next week we will be moving on and we will cover another uh, two divisions as we run through um, the preseason or kind of training camp time here uh, leading up to um, everybody's fantasy draft. So uh, with that, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take care. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com. 
and dare to be devoted.